but it's the people in your world that you want to serve that are giving you those ideas that then usually spark the evolve mint not no the evolve i don't know sparks you evolving in your the evolution the evolution there's the word <laughs> again struggling with words is tough as a podcaster Trav, start the timer. I don't I don't have a timer. I don't even know where you go to find the timer, Jay. I started it. Just go. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, the behind the scenes, unfiltered, no holds barred look at the realities of the location independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and I just found my little monkey, good luck charm. In a really old backpack the other day, which makes me pretty happy. That's a cute little keychain. How fun. I'm Jason. We're the co-founders of the community Location Indie. You can learn more at locationindie.com. Sign up over there. We're all about the travel, the freedom, the lifestyle, and the community that can help you do it. And we're giving away some great free guides, including our side hustle success guide. So if you're wanting to be location independent, wanting to work from anywhere, and you have a full-time job, you're not sure about the time, just go ahead and sign up over there and we'll help you out along with a bunch of other goodies. I just wanted to mention that really quickly, Trav, as we get into today's episode. This is a new... Because most people are side hustling. Let's be serious. Yeah. You and I both started side hustling. Very few people don't start on the side to some degree. Whether it be you have a full-time job and you're starting on the side or you're traveling a lot, so so the hustle is... Like the job is, or the uh, thing that you're trying to start is kind of on the side to your travel. Very few people dive in, and that's like their main focus from day one. It's smart to start on the side when you have income coming in, and you can learn as you go, and you still have some income coming in, and you're you're making a plan, you're making steps. So we put that together, and I'm mentioning that because it ties into what we're going to talk about today. And I was thinking about recording with you, Trav, and. Thanks for blinking your monkey keychain at me and distracting me. What uh, <laughs> what are we going to talk about here on the Location Indie Podcast today? And one thing I, I have been reflecting on recently is how much and how often, just with our community, Location Indie, to get a little meta today, we have to go in and kind of switch things up and change things around and reassess and have conversations and reestablish certain things and how this whole idea of seeing a business, whether it's online or a big business or whatever, and thinking, oh, well, those are established businesses and they know what's going on. And really, it's a myth because established businesses are businesses... I'm using established with air quotes. Established businesses that are established that don't change anything and don't evolve will fail over time at some point. And, you know, the side hustle success guy was like, okay, well, we realize as we evolve, like a lot of people are doing this on the side. So let's make a guide to help these people. And you're just constantly making new things to serve the people you want to serve, whether you're Jason and Travis from Location Indie or you're whoever from Apple that's on the executive board. You know, you have to serve your customers and your the people that you want to help. Yeah, I have a few thoughts about this. The first one that I want to get to is that um, there is no company that is too big to fail if they don't evolve. And let's so here's a great example. 
recently there's been a lot of articles about out there about Blockbuster, which is funny because most people haven't thought about Blockbuster in years, but it's because there was multiple Blockbusters left in Alaska that just closed in the past month. So uh-huh. interesting fact number one, there were still Blockbusters left, right? Some right. people didn't realize that, myself included. I used included. to love going to Blockbuster, by the way. It was a well, whole thing. So, that, so that's kind of the point, right? So A, I can't believe Blockbuster still existed. So that's how far it is out of the public consciousness was that when it closed, it was back in the news. And I think for most people, was, I read the articles were like, wait a second, well, they're still around? I thought they were gone. So these ones in Alaska closed leaving one blockbuster left in the world. Now, I don't know if you know where it is or not. If you don't, take a guess. Road trip! Road trip! Do you know where it is? No, I don't There's know where it is. There's one left in the U.S. I'm going to say uh, and it's somewhere very, outside of Indianapolis, Indiana. I, no, but this is... No, good guess. I mean, I don't know why you guessed that, but it's in Bend, Oregon. Oh, and so, yeah, a place I've always wanted to visit. Me too. So you're right. Road trip out to Bend, Oregon. But you're sitting there thinking... Blockbuster, why does this resonate? Why are all these stories the top trending news? Like, it's just a company that no one's really thought about at least for five years. So, why is it a big deal that these random blockbusters in Alaska are closing? And the reason is because when I said blockbuster and you're sitting there saying, I used to love going to blockbuster, I was reading an article by a guy saying, Yeah, you know, Friday night, like you'd walk in, sometimes you'd see your friends there, you'd you'd see the same cashiers, you'd see like what their picks were for the week, like everyone can picture that experience, or, or at least people who grew up our generation and, and older generations who, who had that experience. And so when he's describing this, in my head, I'm remembering very vivid experiences going into Blockbuster. And so here is an experience that most people in our age range in America had. That's how big Blockbuster was. I mean, you could say Blockbuster and everyone knows what you're talking about. It was gigantic. And yet, this company has completely failed. There's one blockbuster left, but it's like franchise. So it's not even, they're just using the name, right? It, it's completely gone and will not exist probably ever again. And yet every single person has a memory of it, supported it, used it. It was so ingrained in our culture and they failed to evolve and they've gotten eaten up by Netflix. And now, you know, Netflix is its own verb. They didn't now. think the internet was a big deal for some right. reason, or they moved too slow. Shame on you, Blockbuster. Because here, well, uh, really quickly, here's a here's a marketing idea for the people on Netflix. Why don't they put some movies on Netflix that you can only get in a physical Netflix store that you have to go and get the code for, and then everybody can go back to the store and run into their friends and get the free popcorn or whatever it is. No, it's not going to happen. It was a fun experience. And yeah, that that's the perfect example of not evolving. And, you know, it doesn't mean that if you evolve and just you don't want to just change things haphazardly just to change things. But it's about, I think, approaching whatever business you're in with an open mind all the time, having that sort of beginner's mind and, and, and being open to taking new directions and trying different things. A perfect example with our own business is we had a forum for a long time. And, you know, we just had a hard time with the forum because some people loved it. Other people couldn't stand forums. We didn't especially love forums, but we still needed a place for people to interact and communicate. And when we found uh, another solution, then we had to decide, okay, are we going to totally throw away this forum and get people onto this social platform that's got more connectivity? And, And ultimately, the answer was yes, because this is going to serve everybody and it's going to make the experience at Location Indie better. And it certainly has done that tenfold. 
But in the beginning, you don't see all that because you just see a big change and, and that can be hard because then there's a lot to do when you make that decision. Then you have to, you know, get everybody on boarded and figure all that out. And, you know, that's just one real world example in our personal business of how, you know, being open to change and being open to ideas that are going to serve your customers, your clients, your community or whoever in a better way. And then just, you know, when you see that it's going to do that for them, you just have to go for it and give it a try. And there's no guarantee, of course, but you have to evolve, right? And one of the neat things about being a solopreneur or small business, I guess we're solopreneurs, Jay, but I don't know, we have a business together and we have a few people working on our team. So when you, when you are a small team or you're just yourself, especially in the online space, one of the best parts about it is that evolving can happen very quickly. And it's not as big a deal for someone like us to evolve as it is. Imagine Blockbuster saying, hey, we're going to close all our physical stores. We're going to go on to an, a whole online database. Well, yeah, looking back, we're like, oh, they're so dumb. They didn't think the internet was going to be a big thing or this little startup. They could have bought Netflix and they didn't buy Netflix. But when you're such a huge, massive company with so many moving parts, it's harder to evolve. And so that's kind of the cool thing about being in the space that we're in, that, that you guys listening are probably in, is that evolving... You're quick and nimble. You, yeah, you're quick and nimble. And a lot of times, it's not like you're going to be hit with something that comes out of left field. Like Net, or Blockbuster didn't not know that Netflix was around. All of a sudden, Netflix took took over the world. No, they knew it was happening. They just chose consciously to to not buy them and not go that route and stuff like this. So a lot of times, you know, with evolving, I think people hear it and they're like, oh, they get scared. Like, well, well when do I evolve? How do I know how to evolve? You know, do I, you said, don't just make changes just to make changes. But it is this thing that if you're involved in your business and you have your ear to the ground, you're watching what other people are doing and you're, and you're curious and you're interested, which is probably why you started your own business anyway, you see these changes happening. You don't have to be the first person to do it, right? When we moved from a forum to this social platform, it took us a year and a half because we tried a lot of different things out, just you and I, Jay, and the team there was a bunch of different things, platforms, and nothing really worked. So we didn't make the move until we found something that we thought, hey, not only is this better than what we have, but it's better by a scale of 10. And it's something that is also going to continue to evolve and get and get better too as it iterates and it, as it has different you know, versions come out. So you don't change just to change, but when you find something that does work better and you believe that it's going to continue to grow by leaps and bounds and help you grow leaps and bounds, that's then when I think you start to consider a change. I think one thing that people can do that can be a mistake is trying to wait for other people to do something. Or if you feel like there's some kind of industry trend and then you see it's catching on and then you're going to do I'm not saying you shouldn't do it then, but it's nice to also try things out even if you can't find anybody else doing it or it's a thing where only few people are doing it, but you see that they're doing it well. Um, but maybe you think you can do it better or just do your own version of it. Being up on industry trends is one thing, but just waiting for the trends and then following the mainstream trend trends is, is a formula that can work to an extent, but then you're, you're kind of, you're not in, you're not being innovative. You know what I mean? Yeah, but and I, see, I, I, I mean, 
I don't think I'm, you have to be. I, I'm not saying don't be. Don't, don't get me wrong. If, well, here, I'm, I'm, go, I'm going somewhere with this. Let, let me hear me out here. I just so, like to disagree. We don't disagree very often. <laughs> no, I know. But you have like on the one hand, just taking a look at whatever industry you're in and kind of staying on that. But then integrating that with the personal conversations that you're having with the people that are part of your business. And if you're just starting out, then you're going to have personal conversations with people on your email list, even if you have 10 people on your email list or you know anybody that you meet that might be interested in what you're doing to learn from them and to understand what it is that you can create that can help them. And when you merge these two things together, when you're, you're keeping an open mind on like where a certain industry is going, and then you also are talking to people that you're going to be working with specifically, I think it's much easier to take those two things and to come up with, you know, these ideas. So like the side hustle success guide is a good example of us just listening to people and understanding, okay, we've learned just through our community that most people are, have a regular job and they're figuring this out. So how can we help them? Okay. We'll give them a framework that worked for us when we were building something on the side. Cause the number one challenge there is I don't have time to do this because I'm working full time. So we can solve that by creating this guide. Uh, an industry-wide example might be just creating a community in the first place around remote work and location independence and understanding, hey, we see the world's going this way. We know we're doing this. We're trying to do this, but there's very few people serving these people and connecting them. Why don't we be the ones to create this and do it so we can bring these people together? And that's just taking a broad view and seeing, hey, we believe in this and we believe like, there are going to be a lot of other people that believe in this location-independent lifestyle. And and we also believe this is the way the world's going. So let's do something to help out and contribute. Yeah, the guide is an interesting example because we've had the location in the community for three and a half years, almost four years, by the time that we made this guide. And it's interesting to me that, time we, coming. <laughs> that, yeah, that we didn't think of it beforehand and it's not a crazy in-depth guide it's more of a general hey here are a few key things to do to make a side hustle a success and what what is interesting to me about that jay is that we were sitting by the pool in mallorca hanging out and all of a sudden like all good conversations start yeah we had the right by my in mallorca Uh, i wish all i wish all conversations (laughs) started that way but we're sitting there and all of a sudden, I think I said something like, oh, what if we did a guide about side hustle? And then we just like we started riffing on it really quickly. And we had all these ideas. So these were ideas that have been building up. And it's it's funny that we didn't ever put together this guide before. In the beginning, I think that you and I weren't sure who we were going to attract. And so I don't even know if we thought it was mostly going to be people with side hustle. We thought maybe it would be split, some side hustle, some people already doing it and having you know their own businesses, which are certainly people in LA that, that come after they've been established. But what we found is that the majority are side hustles. So maybe that took a year, year and a half to figure out, right? But then this guide, yeah, I, I guess my point is that it doesn't always have to happen. Like when you were saying innovative, I don't want people to think that they have to be right on the cusp of everything and doing something crazy new because in our case, we have this guide. Here it is for people. It took us a few years to get out. It's still ahead of the curve when it comes to regular society because some people wouldn't even know what side hustle means, right, if they're not living in this world. 
but it certainly wasn't right away that we came up no, with it. No, well. no, you're right. I agree with you. It's it doesn't mean you have to be this innovative for, and there's this misconception too that you see these, you know, iconic entrepreneurs and that they're just you know, so innovative and they just are always on the cusp of the cutting edge of whatever Blah, right. blah, thing like you know, we're not to, you don't have like to be Elon, Elon Musk or yeah. Richard You're not Branson building or whoever. electric cars and and trying to change the world yeah. all the time right I mean it's it's and, and those guys try things and screw up too but the point is to just I guess my point there was just trying to create an awareness around things that are happening around you and I guess not waiting because I think I used to make this mistake quite often is kind of waiting to see if other people were doing it and then like, oh, that's okay. Instead of just going with an original idea and thinking, okay, well, like, I don't know if this is going to work or or if it's not, but let me just try this out. Even though nobody's done it, that doesn't mean it's not going to be something that's going to help people or whatever. So just not being afraid to try those things and evolve in that way. That's an important point. I like how you said it. Give yourself permission to try something. If you think, hey, this would be a really cool podcast format, but none of my podcasts I listen to do it this way, but I'm going to give it a try. And you're a great example of this, Jay. You had this idea, like with your Hiking Nepal series. Okay, you were going to come and you were going to take all this audio when you're hiking and you were going to splice it together to give someone an immersive experience of what it's like, what it was like for you while you were hiking Nepal. And that was different from your regular show because your regular show is interviews with guests and things like that. Different than the shows that you and I do together. Different than probably 99% of podcasts out there where it is a conversation between two people or someone reading a story or it's scripted or whatever. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, that sounds like a ton of work. This is, I mean, it's a cool idea, but I've never heard of anyone really doing this and it's going to be a ton of work. But I love that you just said, well, what, like, what's worse that can happen? Like I spent some time putting it together. If I don't like how it turns out or, or, or it's just, it is too much then I either put out one or two episodes or I scrap it. Long story short, you put out how many, eight full episodes and made a, it its, it's own a little 16 thing. episode series. And 16. I actually brought, Oh my yeah, gosh. I think it's 16. I brought a producer. It's called tracking Nepal. If you want to find it, if you're curious, but, um, I brought a producer in Emma who was in LI to help out. Um, so she actually did the brunt of the work and I had invested good money, but we kind of worked together and co-created it. Cause that was one of those things where I knew, I wasn't going to be able to do it on my own. It would just keep sitting on my hard drive if I didn't get some help. But sometimes, I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes you do something within the framework of your business just because you want to do it and it's going to be fun and it's art or it's whatever you want to call it. Like to me, it was just, I like audio. I I, I loved our guide in Nepal. I wanted to share that experience with people. I wanted to share his personality with them and and share my love for Nepal and like what we learned on the ground there with people. And, you know, you never know where things are going to go when you put them out. You know, in this case, I think the thing that the series has done the most for is our guide, Samir, who... Happy birthday, Samir! Uh, is his birthday today? He what, um, look at that. As we're, the look day at we're that recording this, yeah, I know yeah. serendipity. Um, you know, he's been able to get some clients, trekking clients, through this series, and um, you know, to me, that in and of itself is is worth it. You know, um, but yeah, sometimes you just do something because you think it's something that you want to create, and that's cool too. That is it doesn't a, all have to be about the numbers. You you're know? making great points here. I, I agree. Give yourself permission. Good. Yeah, well, I mean, give yourself permission to try. And secondly, that that is, it doesn't, when you're doing something that's evolving or, or is different from what other people are doing or is different from your business and you're just trying something out, it doesn't 
have to be the thing that like catapults your business to the next level. Now, we want you to evolve so that your business grows, but sometimes it just comes from a, a small passion a small passion project or a hey let me give this a go because if i try this and it works maybe i'll build on it later and it, that comes back to this idea that as a solopreneur especially in a space like an online space you are nimble you're quick you can try stuff you can experiment we talk a lot about that in the li podcast is experimenting with different things you're able to do that see results pretty quickly like you could put out the trekking nepal thing and see and get feedback from people almost instantaneously. Like, did you guys like this? What'd you like? What you didn't like? How many downloads am I getting? You can see the results, which makes it really fun. And I think a lot of times, I, I know recently, Jay, I've felt that I haven't had that with some of my businesses recently. That that like, let's just have Passion fun projects. again. Well, like, let's just have fun. Let's experiment. Let's try this. It's been kind of like, okay, this step, this step, this step. And, and you need that sometimes. You need to be systematic about certain things. But sometimes you just need to say, screw it. I'm going to give this a go. See if it works. Have fun with it. Let me be innovative. This is where you can say use technology to your advantage and how far along we are and the fact that you can throw a landing page up and try to pre-sell a course or whatever it is you're going to try. And you can just try things out and it's not that hard to do it. Um, I do want to make another fantastic point, Trav, because you said... <laughs> fantastic point fantastic number points. three from Jason Moore. Fantastic point. Well, I think a lot of us have been influenced in some way, shape, or form by Tim Ferriss and the 4-Hour Workweek, even though that book was published a while ago. It sort of kick-started this digital nomad movement and the idea that, oh, he painted... You know, he not painted this picture, but he gave this these concrete details where you could see, oh, okay, this is a reality. Like this is something I could do. And he gave the example of creating the muse and how somebody was generating this passive income by creating the muse, the muse. And I think the one thing that I wanted to talk about in this episode related to this topic was that there's this idea that this muse will be created and then it'll just, just sit there and it will just keep generating this passive income. Um, and I think that. That idea in that book is a very strong one to latch onto and certainly one I latched onto because, wow, what do you mean? Okay, I'm going to pursue this thing. I'm going to do this thing. And then um, it's going to be set up and all the systems are going to be in place. And then I'm going to have this freedom. But I still think those types of businesses, even if it's just something you're tinkering with, they still have to evolve, right? Like that's the part that's left out. It's kind of like that chapter ends. You have this idea of the muse and I think it's a great idea, but I, I definitely think it's a myth that you know, you just build this muse and then you get to this magical mystery fairyland place where the muse is done and then all the money's coming in and then you're just done and you can just relax because, okay, maybe your thing's done, but guess what? The world around it is still changing. Google's changing their algorithm. This is changing this. More things are coming out like yours that are can compete. So like there's all these other things that are still happening. And I think that that part of that book is, is I, I want to say, lacking in some way in terms of like just emphasizing the fact that you still have to evolve well let's use things. let's use tim as an example and i say tim like we're friends but you know let's use tim ferris as an ex as an example here he wrote the four-hour work week it it did well in the beginning and then it kind of got like its second wind and did and did very well and yet so that's his thing, right? That's his muse. But he didn't sit back and not do anything then. Then he came out with four hour body or four hour right. body, four hour chef. 
you know, he's an angel investor and all this is got to, now his podcast is right. Huge. It's huge. So all this isn't to say like, oh, he's lying in the four hour work week. But no. I think he's he's but he is glossing over. I, I think a things have changed. I think there's a lot more competition now and there is you can't just set it and forget it. Like he kind of painted the to, picture. To be fair, I haven't reread the the new version because he has a new version of that. Okay. Now, so yeah, so I, I think it's I think it just changes, right? Because there's there's lower barriers to entry. There's more people in, and um uh, in the online space, right? So you can't just sit back and not do anything. But the and and that kind of sounds crappy because I remember when I first started this, Jay. I my goal even before I knew what business I was going to do, when I was reading the four hour work week, my goal was essentially, I don't want to be a teacher. I want to create a business like, like he says, and then I want to live on the beach and yeah, I just want to sit on to the beach the muse and, and I don't want, and I just want to make money and I don't want to have to do anything. But a, my, I have certainly changed where I don't want that. I mean, not that I don't want to sit on a beach. We talked about sitting by a pool in my work. That was pretty great. But I don't want to just sit back and not do anything because as you get into this world and as you start building and becoming an entrepreneur and becoming curious, you want to keep pushing along. Now, we can have a whole discussion and we probably will in another podcast about you know how much do you push, how much do you actually enjoy the lifestyle because that's a tough balance. But you don't – the cool part about the fact that a muse doesn't really exist where you can set it and forget it anymore, or at least in in a lot of instances it doesn't exist, is that a lot of times that isn't really what you probably want anyway. No. Right? You don't right. want to just say, oh, I'm going to work. You don't work hard to create a business and then just say, all right, I'm out, and I don't ever want to do anything, and nothing piques my interest. I'm not curious anymore. I'm just going to go and sit and play video games or lay on a beach and drink pina colas and never do anything again. You you worked hard to create that business because you're innately driven towards it, not usually for the money, but because this is a passion or a drive of yours, this entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, I just I brought up the muse thing just because I think I used to hear people say that you know I'm gonna, I'm kind of working on my muse or things like that, and like there was going to be something, and then you finish, and then it's done, and then you can kind of move on to the next thing or the relax. And I thought that too, but like you said, the world's changed, and it's just come to realize that you just. Whatever you start, you are going to need to evolve with it, which is why I do think that it's important to, you know, at least for my personality, and I would say for everybody, I mean, I don't know, maybe some other people are able to look past it, but to do things just just strictly, you see an opportunity and you're like, oh, there's going to be good money in this industry, so I'm going to start this thing, even though you don't care about it, but you see an opportunity. You know, maybe you can find the passion for just working on the business and, and, and that's passion enough to carry you through. But I find that for me, like, you know, serving a certain, certain people and helping them travel, helping this, them create this location dependent lifestyle. That's so fulfilling to get the emails and to see how it's helping people. And you hear about it on the podcast and the member spotlights and things like that. It's just like such a core component that keeps things going. So, um, I think, and you, know, and you main... evolve from that because yeah, you're hearing, That's you're the main hearing thing. their feedback and, and absolutely and you're asking questions and sometimes we maybe don't even ask enough. But that's how you're evolving is from usually not from something in your head that no one else else has thought about, although that can happen, but it's from people saying, Oh, I wish you would do this. Oh, you should try this. And it's and it's your community or your clients whether they're paying you or not, but it's the people in your world that you want to serve that are giving you those ideas that then usually spark the evolve 
mint not no the evolve i don't know sparks you evolving in your the evolution the evolution there's the word <laughs> again struggling with words is tough as a podcaster uh, uh, it is um yeah i mean and and that's the main thing i think to come out of this is just i think the easiest way to to evolve and to come up with new things to implement is to just listen to the people that you're serving in your business and everybody's serving somebody whether it's other businesses whether it's individual clients or everything like that that we just mentioned so um can i recap all your fantastic points please uh i suppose (laughs) one (laughs) one give yourself i don't even remember if this was number one or not but give yourself permission right to to just try something new um Two, it doesn't always have to be about the numbers or, you know, big steps with your business. It can just be something that you want to try. That's fun because you're quick and nimble because you're a solopreneur. Three, the set it and forget it muse doesn't really exist anymore. And as much as that sounds like the goal sometimes, and it was for me when I was starting out, it's probably a good thing that you won't set it and forget it. You can certainly get a business to a, a good level and get it pretty systematized. We're not saying don't do that, but you're probably then innately curious to to push something else forward, right? To spin and I mean, it I should off say like if way. you grow a business beyond yourself, you know, that's certainly possible that doesn't involve you and you can be sitting back and then you can be I'm done and there's other people that are, you know, talented that are doing the evolving for the business, but the the point is the business is still evolving. Right. Right. So there you go. Fantastic point. Fantastic points with Jason Moore. A new spin-off podcast. <laughs> really? We're we're evolving the location indie podcast to just be fantastic points with Jason Moore. Um, I don't think that uh that that uh podcast is gonna get too many downloads. Um we're gonna have three episodes and we'll run out of stuff. I'm not even sure when this episode's airing, but I do know I should mention First of all, thanks to everybody that's a location indie member. And for the people that are coming out to Denver, we're doing our first community gathering. I uh, couldn't be more excited for it. I'm flying in from Norway. You're flying in from Philadelphia. We're doing it in Denver, Colorado. And the community, of uh, 30 people, I think, are flying in from all over the country to gather, to share knowledge, to hang out, to do some travel things, to eat good food, to do some business jams and things like that. It's going to be incredible. So I want to thank everybody that's coming to that. And um, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, that sounds cool. I want to spend you know, weekend with a bunch of people that are doing this whole location independent thing and into travel and all this stuff. Well, guess what? You can connect with them in our community location, Indy. Uh, if you go to locationindy.com, you can sign up there and we talked about the guys and stuff, but you can learn more over there. And uh, people are doing in-person gatherings and things like that all the time. So we're, uh, Chris is buzzing us out now, Trav. Somehow I got that in under the wire. But you do you have anything else you, you want to say to wrap this up? I want to say that, uh, spoiler alert, in 2019, the plan is to do another one of these and hopefully a, a, a few of these in-person events and hopefully around the world, not just U.S.-based. Um, so... If you are interested in that, and we're super excited to have it happen and super excited for Denver, if you are interested in that saying like, that's what I need. I need to be around these people in real life, meeting them, doing travel stuff, having fun, going to concerts, drinking beer, eating good food, masterminding. Um, yeah, check it out. Location Indie. The only way that you can go to the Denver one is if you are a member of Location Indie. So it's only for people who are in the community. So you can check that out, locationindie.com. If you're not a member, get on the mailing list because next time we open up, We'll let you know, and you can be one of the first people to join. So, and there congrats we to congrats to Kelsey. By the way, she dropped her album, music and lyrics, on Spotify. She's a member of Location in Indie. So, um, and the first song is uh, 
travel something travel junkie. related. Travel junkie. Travel junkie. Yeah. So there you go. Um, so shout out to Kelsey perfect theme song Henry. for the location in the community. Travel junkie. So thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time. Cheers. See ya.